Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. In our previous episode, we talked about how um, the fullness of God dwelled in Jesus Christ, and that at one time we were alienated from God, um, but now he has reconciled us to him through the body of Jesus Christ. And a lot of that was, um, a part of what Paul was saying too, is though, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, in the gospel that you have been taught by me, mm-hmm. not by everybody else, not by all these other um, ideas that were in the culture at the time, but if you stay to the true gospel, what's actually being said. So now we find ourselves where Paul does this switch. He's been talking about Jesus Christ all this time. Now Paul starts talking about himself. So he went on, what is true? Who's Christ? That mm-hmm. authority. And now he's moving to, why does Paul have this authority? Or what has happened to Paul as he's claimed this authority? Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about how his sufferings, he rejoices in suffering. So... so um, in Second uh, Corinthians chapter eleven, there's a pretty long list of um, Paul telling what he has suffered um, for Christ's sake mm-hmm. on his mission journeys. So he has been in prison more frequently than others, maybe comparing right. to others. He's been flogged more severely, exposed to death again and again. Five times he was suffered forty lashes minus one. Three times beaten with rods, stoned once, three times shipwrecked, a day and a night in the open sea, constantly on the move, in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from the Gentiles. Excuse me. Danger in the city, danger in the country, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, labored, toiled, and gone without sleep. He's known hunger and thirst and often gone without food. He's been cold and been naked. And plus, he has the daily pressure of his concern and love for the churches. This man has suffered greatly. Oh my gosh. I just, his body, I would just think his body's just worn down. I would think being in house prison would be a relief almost. Maybe so, yeah. Which is where he was at this point. (laughs) Right. He was writing this letter, yeah. Right. It's not like he was on a shipwreck hole or. It probably kept him from a lot of things like being in a shipwreck. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, oh, well, I know I'm not going to get struck by lightning today, so (laughs) maybe this isn't so bad. Right. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't, um, he doesn't share these afflictions as a pity party. No. 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 Yeah. He doesn't at all. He is, this is just part of his life, part of what's mm-hmm. happening with him mm-hmm. as he shares the gospel of Christ. Mm-hmm. And on those afflictions, like, was did any of them stick out to you as like the worst of the worst? I was thinking about um, we're beaten with rods. Remember, a few years ago, there was yeah. this whole thing about about caning. About caning. Yeah. And so I thought about that. And I hate to break it to you, but I think it was more than a few years ago. Oh. <laughs> I think I would consider it more than a few years ago. But she 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 read it in her history class when she yeah, was twelve. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I very vividly remember the whole thing. But I think I think several. It was several. A dozens, dozens. A maybe, long time ago. No. But I think it was like any more than just a few years. <laughs> but, but that yeah. sounds pretty bad. And the stoning thing too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Oh, the thing that in the open sea. Oh, 
West Bank. So day and night. Day oh and my night gosh, darkness. But darkness. I don't think they had sharks. No. In the in the Mediterranean, right? They don't have sharks in the Mediterranean, do they? The water's warmer, so you know it wouldn't be quite like if you were out in the Atlantic. You know, yeah, the water gets cold out there, and the Pacific's definitely cold, right? uh, Or the upper. All right, well, let's mark that one off. Yeah, Yeah, that's (laughs) not a big no. It's like on vacation for no. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I was going to say so some kidding. of us love the sea, so for me that wouldn't be the terrible. I'm not afraid of that. That oh. wouldn't be terrible. But the, the idea of somebody throwing rocks at me oh. hit me in the head and the face, yeah. and the, mm. until I fell down, and then they kept throwing rocks at me. That mm-hmm. well, it seems kind of scary. I'm a wimp. I just think it all sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. But the the one that got me the most was the forty lashes. Minus one. Minus, minus one. one. What if you get someone who can't count? I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I was like, and then how do you do minus one? Do you like do the lash and they go, oops, sorry. <laughs> and then it's over. I'm like, why don't they say 39, right? I know there's a reason yeah. and it's yeah. attached biblically to something, but it was funny. I was like, all of a sudden that got me maybe because it was math and a punishment. And, yeah. Well, because 40 lashes would have been to death, right? Mm-hmm. And so really? it was just shy, just of, shy of death. Oh. Oh, just shy just of a death enough blow. to just leave you breathing and suffering and greatly. suffering, yeah, yeah. You and not putting you out of your misery, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's yeah. the worst to me. Terrible, yeah, cruel. Mm. So he and but he does this. He, he counts it as pure joy. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he rejoices mm-hmm. in yeah. this suffering because I think he has such a heart for what his mission in life is. Mm-hmm. That he's he's taking responsibility in in suffering all those things. He's taking responsibility for the church, his part in the body of Christ. This is what I've had to pay to be able to get out and preach the gospel. This is what it's cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a big responsibility thing. He wants him to know, you know, I care enough about you that I'm I'm more than happy right. to yeah. have, to have gone through all these things. That I'm able to do this. To bring you, to bring you, reveal the mystery. Yeah, so that has been hidden for ages. Yeah. So did we even read Colossians, the Colossians passage? I think we just jumped right into. I think we just jumped right in. Yeah. Yeah. So, Terry. So so that you have some context about what it is we're talking about. (laughs) Oopsie. (laughs) Now you have the background. Yeah. Now it goes into what we're going to be, what we're talking about here. Terry, do you want to read that for us? Do you want me to read the whole thing, twenty-four through twenty-nine? Yeah. Okay. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. Okay, wait, let's stop right there for a second. Okay. Okay. Because that one, we know that all the, not even all the suffering, because Paul... Yeah. Paul even says, you know, that there is a thorn in his side, right? That's right. In his flesh. In his flesh. In his flesh. But it's never revealed what that thorn is. No. Lots of guesses. Lots, Lots of, guesses. of yeah. guesses. But, I mean, there are things that Paul doesn't even name specifically. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's been a <laughs> lot of suffering. Yeah. Like, Timothy, would you just... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seriously. You're right, yeah. I mean, this is just sort of a... These are the, some of the big ones, but there were plenty of others. Well, the word suffering, we take it on as... Horrific. It, the word means undergoing. Oh, so it's, he's experiencing all of this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And this doesn't even talk about, except for the daily pressure of the concern for the churches. This doesn't talk anything about his emotions, his, mm, right. you know, yeah, his this is heart, just the physical stuff. His yeah, his yeah. Uh, medical stuff. Mm-hmm. Here, so wait, all of a sudden things are changing. We were talking about the phrase I fill up in, in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we kind of were like, oh. Yeah, okay, so this is a real Bible study. Right. So here's the reality of it. 
I'm like, I don't get that. I have read it, read it, read the commentaries, blah, blah, blah. I really don't get that part. So So we read lots of commentaries and we did studies and um, there are, you know, we read studies Mm -hmm. um, and there are a lot of different thoughts about what that could mean. Um, Well, my commentary was that it doesn't mean that Jesus' suffering was um, inadequate. Um, It just means that as Christians... Suffering is unavoidable, that we are all of us, if we're really out there on a mission, Mm -hmm. we're all going to encounter some things that we're going to undergo. I like that definition that you gave for suffering. There are going to be things we undergo in the course of following Jesus, and that that's that's kind of what the meaning here is. I kind of liked that. I thought, okay, I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, Any others? Yeah, so I was in my... um, commentary, it talked about um, tradition saying that there has to be a certain amount of affliction that's going to come before the end, um, being like the end times. Before Jesus comes back. Right. And so um, this is, it says here, um, some scholars agree that Paul here embraces an extra share of these sufferings, sometimes called the Messiah's birth pangs, because such sufferings presaged the Messianic era. But others instead are also connected with sharing Christ's sufferings as part of union with Christ. So almost like, I'm going to take on these sufferings in unity with Christ because he suffered so greatly for me that I am going to suffer on this earth along with him. Mm -hmm. But then Paul's talking to the church here, the Colossians. And so like, I kind of took it to mean like, I'm going to take on some of your sufferings, mm-hmm. like, and I'm glad to take on some of your sufferings to add to my sufferings that I'm taking along to suffer with Christ. So like a, like a, I just um, think of it like you are using a, a wheelbarrow, a wheelbarrow, Mm -hmm. that you have full of sufferings, right? And you're going up, like you want to go up a couple layers. You start out in the yard, and you want to get whatever it is up onto the deck, right? So you put all your sufferings in the wheelbarrow, and then you move it up Mm -hmm. one step, and then it sits there, and then that's where Paul's kind of camped out, Mm -hmm. and he adds in whatever he's taking up off the deck and on the stairwell there, and he puts it in, and then he hauls it up, Mm -hmm. and then that's on the deck, and that's where Jesus is. Okay. I don't know. Well, and here's another little picture wrench thing. Yeah. One of the issues that the Colossians, the questions that they had was they were having trouble with, was Jesus really a man or was Mm -hmm. he just really God? Um, And and was it a real physical body that he was Mm -hmm. in or was it just kind of spiritual, a spiritual body? So I think to, to lay out all these, this idea of suffering and he's partaking of the suffering of Jesus. I think it's also maybe tying that back to the fact that, yes, Jesus was fully man, and as a full man, he suffered some things. I'm a full man. I'm suffering stuff. So because as as humans, there's a human condition. We, we tend to go through things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe a little bit of that in there too. So then as I'm reading it, <laughs> this is where it can get really wild. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for it. Because Rosemary. it's not a full thought necessarily. I'm, I'm going to talk it through as I'm doing it. That God is fully, Jesus is fully man, fully God. Mm-hmm. And Paul sees that and he wants to, it's almost like he has this connection 
to Jesus, this desire, this love, this um, I I don't I don't know exactly, but it just the this wanting to be with Jesus at such a level that he can handle way more suffering than most of mm-hmm. us. And then when he sees more, he goes, yes. And I I don't think he takes it upon him. He undergoes it and brings that to Christ. And in that process, he becomes closer mm-hmm. and closer and closer to Christ. And the person I'm thinking of, and the, the part of that is that the more he's on the edge, or the more he's able to... Uh, pull in, I guess, like into that wheelbarrow or like mm-hmm. what you were saying, the more he's it's more he's like, yeah, this is where my ministry is. It's right here. Mm-hmm. Like when we're on the edge doing something we're not that we aren't capable of doing, that only God is capable of doing, that's yeah. that edge. And I think Paul was seeking that yeah. and going after that. And it is a suffering. It's an undergoing. Mm-hmm. And the, the one person that kind of came to mind with that was Mother Teresa. She just kept wanting to see Jesus in everybody all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. So she would take on seeing huge amounts of suffering. But what it became transformed is this love. Oh, this is my Jesus. This is it. And she kept going further and further and closer mm-hmm. and closer to God. That's my impression mm-hmm. of kind of what Paul's doing here. A way to identify <laughs> with Jesus. Makes, yeah. Makes yeah. Right. And, and being in the perpetual state of emptying himself, yeah. himself, yeah. yeah, so that he can be filled with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This That's, is pretty cool. I like that. Oh, That's yeah. good. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm going to be real clear. I don't completely know what I said. I'm going to have to re-listen to this <laughs> <laughs> to try to catch it. Except that right now it's almost like that's what we can undergo as we look at how Paul lived his life. That's what Jesus did. He engaged the crowds. He engaged people who needed help. He he healed people, mm-hmm. right? He yeah. went after the Pharisees, mm-hmm. not to be mean, to love them, to love them in a way that they could hear him, right? Mm-hmm. So it almost is like to be as Christ, you know? Yeah. All right, this would be the first time that thought came in on this. I, I have no idea. Yeah. But God, thank you, God. I just appreciate yeah. that. And, mm-hmm. and and it's like for the sake of his body, which is the church. Well, in verse 27, it says, um, sorry, my eyes started twitching and I can't read it now. Um, It says, to them, so this is like the ages and the generations. This is the people that God has revealed himself to. He says, to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm -hmm. So I think to bringing in the concept of Paul taking on the suffering and emptying himself so that Christ can be seen over and over and over again. He's showing as an example to the Gentiles who are new to this whole thing mm-hmm. because until Jesus, you were Jewish or heathen. Or he, yeah. You know, right. you, you, were, you were Jewish or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, to when Jesus came, he changed the whole thing up and said, You're, the Gentiles can come to me and, you know, everybody... This is an all skate now, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, it's an all skate. I, like it. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. So you know, he says, "You're showing yourself, and you're showing me, and the glorious riches of God when you are taking this on and just keep on going and keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. You're you're running the race that I've set before you, mm-hmm. um, which he talks about in somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you're running Maybe the not. race that I've set before you." Mm-hmm. And it's an example to these Gentiles of, like, God's got it. Well, because think about that. Who could survive all that without God? 
I mean, that's a lot of stuff to go through. It is. So when he's when he's pronouncing all those things that he has suffered, it's also from the understanding that God is in this. Mm -hmm. He's he's gone through all this with me, and he's helping me um, survive it. Mm -hmm. Well, this conversation is not how I saw this coming. No. We yeah. didn't talk about talking like this. No, we didn't. That's awesome. Because we never do that anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we look at it and then we go, okay, and then we just talk about whatever we want. So, yeah. But I just want to say, I just love that um, Paul has been commissioned by God to present to the Gentiles the, um, of the Word of God in all its fullness, the mm-hmm. mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generation is now disclosed to the Lord's people. And God has made had chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah. This is the mystery that he's sharing with the Gentiles that was been hidden for ages mm-hmm. and generations is now come to light, and he has commissioned Paul to be the first one mm-hmm. to preach Christ. To in you, the, Gentiles. the hope of glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, you know, everybody always wants to know what's the secret to life. What's the secret uh, of life, love, and happiness? And mm-hmm. um, is it Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> where they go and they meet this oracle, and you know they have to go through all these things? What's I think the it was Bill and Ted's Adventure? No, I'm just maybe, kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just you know, kidding. They say what's the secret to life, love, and happiness? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. That's not it exactly. But the answer is like forty two. <laughs> Just 42. And as I was sitting here, that started going through my head. And then it was like, no, it's not. It's the it's Christ Christ in you, you. the hope of glory. That's really the answer Mm -hmm. to everything. Everything. Yeah. Christ in you. Yeah. The hope of glory. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not 42. It's Christ (laughs) in you, the hope of glory. Hey, and that rhymes. My granddaughter would love that. Remember. (laughs) You know, but I mean, really, like, what's the point? It's Christ in you. It's Christ in you. It's the hope of glory. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Why am I cleaning the toilets? Why am I, right. you know, why am I living in a house where my kitchen now lives in my living room? You know? <laughs> but why? Do, for why? the hope of glory, For Susie. the hope of glory. <laughs> but really, that's what it all is. That's what it all boils down to. That's, yeah, that's you know, and... Yeah. I wonder if the hope of glory is being able to withstand all of that and be at peace with God and connected to God. And where the distress comes for us is mm-hmm. when we're not connected and we're not seeing his plan. Right. But when we stay connected with him, we can go through that too. Well, and I will tell you that yesterday the contractor came in and we were talking and there were some frustrations expressed on his part mm-hmm. about something else that was going on, not between he and I, but something else. And I said, you know what? This is not a big deal in the scheme of things. I said, this is a great time for us to learn. This is a great time for us to move forward. We've learned what we don't want to do. Now we get to learn what we do want to do, and we're just going to roll with it. And he looked at me, and he was like, I think you're right. Awesome. And yeah. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And that's like you know? a fixed, that, that's the difference. I, I'm doing a lot of this in, um, at work, but it's like a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Fixed mindset, they get it perfect, and they got to try to protect it. 
But a growth mindset goes, I can make a mistake and then I can learn and then I can make another mistake and I can learn from that. Mm -hmm. And where someone with a fixed mindset is like, I can't make a mistake. I have to be perfect. It always has to be great. That's what the Western ideal has. Mm -hmm. We are always going for the right answer. Mm -hmm. We're back in the time of Jesus, the rabbis. We're more worried about not being able to learn from a discussion about God. Mm-hmm. You know, and That's that an the mark of a good mm-hmm. rabbi was one who could keep that discussion going, and keep that growth going, and keep mm-hmm. that learning going. Well, so. I'll tell you, mine was not necessarily a growth mindset, but it was definitely a Jesus because <laughs> yeah, I could have very easily gone down that rabbit mm-hmm. hole, and then you know we would have spiraled into a whole lot of what's wrong with whatever was going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was that was the hope and glory mm-hmm. right there yep. right connected yeah. we don't have to be perfect right yeah. right we just stay connected yep yeah yep um, so I just want to point out just the last thing is that um, his goal on this is so that um, he wants to admonish and teach everyone with all wisdom so that he may present everyone fully mature in Christ so mm-hmm. so Paul's goal isn't mm-hmm. to have everybody come to Paul which was happening with the Gnosticism come to me, come to me, do my way, add this your way. His was go to Christ. I'm going to show you that. I'm here with you. We're, mm-hmm. We can lock arms. We can do it together. I'm telling you, he's the one you want to focus on. Right. So, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll pray us out today. How about okay. that? <coughs> Lord, thank you for this amazing example um, of who you are and um, just that we are shown you God, in everything, um, in Paul's suffering, he sees you and he is um, suffering for you and you suffer with him, God, and you bring him through it. And um, I just pray, Lord, that if we feel like we're suffering through something, if we feel like um, the world is really hard because it is, um, God, that we would just remember that you are with us, that you are next to us, and that as we empty, Lord, you fill us, God. And I pray that we would just focus on the hope and glory that it, um, that is Christ uh, as we go through our days, as our weeks progress, Lord, um, that we would just be remembered of that hope and glory in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And cut. Ha, <laughs> <laughs>